We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekumski uh, coming from my office in uh, New Athens, Illinois. And this is Pastor Matt Youngblood-Clark coming to you from Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. And I have a sneaking suspicion we forgot to say this last week, so maybe Uh-oh. we'll say it this week. Yeah, uh, this is Wrestling, wrestling with, with basics. the Basics. I suspect people probably figured it out. <laughs> probably so, John. <laughs> um, so, Matt, before we go any further, you know, in previous years, uh, I, I always bought a, a joke calendar uh, in, in January. Of course, buy them in January because you get them 50% off, you know. Um, but last year, I, I just felt, well, and I would do that, Matt, because then I could take it off my taxes, right? There you go. <laughs> Because I used it on the show. See, I can say, oh, that's a business. That's a business deduction. That's Always I thinking, John, the tax Always deduction thinking. after the yeah. first of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but but I didn't do this because last year, I don't know, the joke calendar just didn't seem like it was that funny. Uh, although I, I think our listeners might agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank goodness he didn't buy the joke calendar. <laughs> well, here's what's worse, though, because my wife bought a knock-knock calendar. Oh, no. <laughs> Lynn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, Lynn, why? Uh, but, Keep but it so, out of John's hands. <laughs> <laughs> so we can take it off of Lynn's taxes. Here, oh, here's, oh, no. here's a couple of them. Knock-knock. Who's there? A door. A door who? There's a door between us. Open it up. (laughs) Now, that was one of Lynn's favorites. (laughs) So I I know it tells you where this is going to go. Oh, boy. So that's one of the good ones is what you're saying. That's the good ones, yes. That's the cream of the crop. This is going to be a long 2022, John. I can tell already. So so here's my my favorite so far. (laughs) Knock, knock. Who's there? John Lekumski. John Lekumski who? Come on. How many John Lekumskis do you know? <laughs> you know, that amazes me that that made it into the joke calendar. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, actually. John Lekumski. That's incredible. That's another name. I just, I personalize it. Oh, you know, okay. Personalize okay. the humor. You have to personalize the humor. It's I like see. One of the great rules of being a comedian. All right. Well, since you're right, maybe we better stop that as soon as we can <laughs> before people say, well, I guess we'll just wait till next year. For the the basics. Well, yeah, we'll try again in 2023. Folks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we have been having a lot of fun, though, talking about the story when Jesus went to his hometown in Nazareth. Uh, Matt, do you want to do a, a little summary of what we well, the verses we've talked about up to this point. Sure, we, we'll we, from we're, we yeah, we've gotten mid-sermon. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. We, Which we're, I, realized, uh, I thought the sermon ended with him saying, "Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing." But you are absolutely right. No, that's not the end of the sermon. Go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry, man. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's the main point of the sermon, the crux of the sermon. But yeah, he he goes on. But that Jesus, beginning of his ministry, uh, he's been baptized, tempted in the wilderness. 
Um, and now he returns to his hometown, his hometown of Nazareth. So that's where he grew up. Uh, he's in the synagogue, which was his custom, we're told. Uh, Jesus would regularly worship. Uh, and this is most likely the synagogue he grew up in even uh, as, a, as a child, as a youth. And now he's back. He's back among the hometown crowd. Uh, he's there, uh, reads from the prophet Isaiah. And we pointed out last week that these are words that he himself is the son of God inspired centuries earlier. And now he's reading them here in the synagogue. And he makes that bold, bold statement. Today, the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. So in other words, there's this messianic prophecy about what the Messiah would do, what the Christ would do. And Jesus is saying, it's fulfilled. I'm here. Uh, the kingdom of God has come. I'm the one who is, uh, as those verses say, proclaiming good news and proclaiming liberty and giving sight to the blind and uh, proclaiming the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus is the man. He is the Messiah. And, and, and the thing that we wanted to emphasize is that's still going on today. Every week when we gather together and, and the pastor shares the Word of God, uh, particularly the words about God's forgiveness, that specific word where the pastor says, your sins are forgiven, those specific words where the pastor says, this is the body and the blood given for you for the forgiveness of sins, that those things are literally being fulfilled at, at, at that moment. Uh, which is why church is so important. It's not important because it's some activity you have to do in order to get God to like you. Uh, but it is important for the times when you have questions and you have doubts, and maybe you're feeling guilty, whatever it is, to go there and know, all right, this is a fact, this is the reality, because these words of Scripture are actually being fulfilled even as they go in uh, my ear. Um, now, of course, the people here uh, had problems with that, uh, and that's what we want to talk about in more detail. In fact, we're, we're going to talk about how Jesus responds to that in the rest of the sermon. But if I could just point out real well, uh, uh, um, they sound like they like the sermon, but but their response shows that they didn't really believe the sermon. Uh, I would point out that when it says, and they all spoke well of him and marveled at his gracious words. Uh, and Luke, the word marveled is not a good word. Um, do you remember where the word marveled was used in the Christmas story, Matt, just offhand? Oh, um, Don't let's to see, with the, the shepherds? Spot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so the shepherds tell everybody about what they saw and heard. And they marvel at what the shepherds say. Yeah, yeah, so the people marvel, but they don't go down, do they? They don't go down to see the babe in the manger. Uh, <laughs> and, and so you get the sense the word marvel means, well, that's pretty spectacular, but you don't really believe it. You know, it's like your friend telling you they saw a UFO and you say, well, that's really something. But of course, you're thinking oh, I was probably a weather balloon or whatever. Uh, and I also was struck by the fact that they talked about the gracious words that were coming from his mouth. Mm -hmm, and, you know, mm -hmm. last week we talked about the heart is where things are supposed to be going on. Uh, a heart that we don't start off with, but a heart that the word of God does create in us, makes us this new heart, this clean heart. Uh, but I think the same thing here. I, I think they're saying, oh, these are just words that are coming from his mouth. They don't really even think maybe Jesus really truly believes these words, that he was the fulfillment, that he was the Messiah. Uh, and then, of course, the kicker is, oh, well, he's just Joseph's son, which, Matt, boy, I really appreciate your setting the scene because I had not reflected on that in my mind. But you're right. This is the guy they've known since childhood. Like you said, they went to church with him when he was a kid. How could he possibly be the Messiah? 
But now, Matt, I'm going to turn it over to you because as I had not thought about, Jesus now continues the sermon. But but is there anything else you want to say about those particular verses, about them marveling and uh, it's not this Joseph's son or or go go ahead, take it from yeah, here, Matt. It, it, yeah, it, it's, I would say, yeah, I think you're, I just affirm what you said, John, you know, they don't get it, right? They don't get yeah. it. But, you know, I think, you know, maybe, maybe they do think that there's something special going on here. They're excited yeah. maybe by the prospect that there's hometown boy maybe is, <laughs> is uh is something more than what we might think right that he's uh important that maybe there is a uh the messiah is, is among us but e- even if they think that they don't get what that means right yeah. they don't yeah. know what it what it means to be the messiah what it means to be the christ they don't know they don't fully understand why he's come right so even if there is some um you know marveling maybe even some excitement about speaking well of him because of these words that he just said uh, okay, that that's present, but they still don't get what that even means to be Messiah. What what does that mean to fulfill these words of Isaiah that Jesus just read from? So, where would you like me to read now? Matt? Yeah, yeah. Let's keep going. And you know, again, the the question that that I focused on when I when I preached on this and and you know, eager to share some insights is just um, again, what makes the people really mad? What makes them hot yeah. under the collar? Yeah. What what drives them? Like I said, to the edge, <laughs> so much they want to throw Jesus off the edge of a cliff. Um, so I think we get insight into that uh, as as tensions mount here. So Jesus says, today these scriptures are fulfilled in your hearing. You're speaking well of him. And then uh, let's pick up in uh, the end of verse 22. And they said, is not this Joseph's son? And he said to them, doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, physician, heal yourself. What we have heard you did at Capernaum, do here in your hometown as well. And he said, truly, I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. But in truth, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heavens were shut up three years and six months, and a great famine came over all the land. And Elijah was sent to none of them, but only to Zarephath in the land of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them were cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. All right. Is that enough? Well, okay, so then, yeah, just read that next verse. When they heard these things, all in the synagogue were filled with wrath. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. right. So this, this is what really, really ticks them off now, is Jesus keeps on preaching, and I love that in his sermon, he uses... The Old Testament, the, the Hebrew scriptures, yeah, like yeah. he uses the God's word and, uh, you know, with authority. And he brings two things to mind. Uh, he talks about how, how the Messiah and this, this year of the Lord's favor extends beyond just the Jews, right? Extends yeah. beyond just the people in Nazareth. Because here's the deal. The people, the people in Nazareth, you know, they're, they're Jews, right? So we've got some, we've, you know. Or of course, you know, God loves us. Uh, but more than that, if this is the Messiah, we're from Nazareth. We're from the guy's oh, hometown. Yeah. Wow, he really, you know, we really have special favor now. Not only are you Jews, we're in Nazareth where Jesus is from. Like, he's one of us. This is great. Um, but what they don't understand about the Messiah is that, no, he's come for, for the whole world, right? Um, and that Jesus uses two examples to show that. Uh, one from Elijah when there's this uh, drought. And the Lord sends Elijah uh, to this widow, this starving widow uh, in 
uh, uh, Zarephath, who was a, a Gentile. Uh, there was plenty of starving Jewish widows, too, I'm sure, during the famine. God doesn't send Elijah to any of them. He sends him to this, this widow who's a Gentile in Zarephath in the land of Sidon. Uh, then another example, Elisha. Uh, when, when Naaman, this Syrian, this, this Gentile, comes to be cleansed by him, uh, Elisha tells him to wash, and he's cleansed. He's healed of his leprosy. Well, there's a whole lot of lepers probably at the same time in Israel. They're not necessarily all healed, but yet this Gentile foreigner is. And Jesus uses these as examples to show that, yeah, I, this Messiah is for, for all people, right? Not just for people in Nazareth, not just for people who are Jews, but for, for all people. That's why he's come. So what's the reaction to that? They hear these words and they're filled with wrath. Wrath. Filled with wrath. So, so perhaps the main point of my sermon is, is, is this, okay. Um, so often, you know, well, well, let me, let me say it this way. They're upset because they want Jesus to say what they believe rather than believe what Jesus says. Okay. They want Jesus to say what they believe rather than believe what Jesus says. What they believe is they're special. <laughs> they're from Nazareth. They're Jews. They're, 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 Jesus might, if he's Messiah, he's going to be their kind of Messiah. But what he actually says that they don't believe is that, no, he's Messiah that's come for all people. Uh, for them too, no doubt. But, but for all people. And they don't like that one bit. And, and you know, that, that, that is a profound insight uh, that, that part of the reason they reject him here is because it's the reason they're going to reject him at the end, isn't it? Because yeah. he wants to make disciples of all nations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And of course, it is fundamental to their understanding that no, no, really only the nation, the nation of, of uh, Judah, that's the only nation that really counts to God. Yeah, yeah, exactly, John. Exactly. So, you know, with that in mind, let's we'll keep that in mind. But yeah. Uh, yeah, let's, it kind of goes from bad to worse, this account. If you want to finish it up, uh, what happens next in verses 29 and 30? And they rose up and drove him out of the town and brought him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built so they could throw him down the cliff. <laughs> but passing through their midst, he went away. Yeah, can you believe? I mean, just picture that. I mean, these, yeah. are, these are people he grew up with, all right? Uh, he probably worshiped right next to him. He lived down the block from some of these people. And here they are ready to throw him off a cliff it gets to that point it's like this mob mentality takes over or something and they do this irrational thing it seems to us that they're ready to throw jesus off the cliff that's how much his words uh, about including gentiles in particular have set him off um they're that mad that they are willing to murder to kill jesus uh incredible incredible and, and I think I think it's a powerful illustration of the fact that we don't. You know, when we confess in the, the uh, uh, catechism that I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm not sure we, we truly believe that. <laughs> okay, yeah. maybe it's another instance of where yep. we hear the word, but we don't necessarily accept it all. Uh, just like these people weren't willing to accept the fact that Christ had come for all the world. Uh, but I think we think, well, okay, yeah. Yeah, there's probably some truth to that. But, you know, basically, I'm still kind of a good guy. Mm -hmm, uh, and, mm -hmm. and this text certainly shows that apart from the work of the Holy Spirit, you know, there's nothing good in us at all. Uh, our heart is exactly what Jesus says. It is the source of all evil. 
to the extent that, yeah, if we let our hearts reign, we're going to take the one who is our Messiah and we want to kill him. Uh, and yeah. it's hard for us to believe that. Well, and, and, and man, I suppose I should point out that, that we are not these people. Okay. Uh, Cause we are people that the word of God has gone into our ear and has cleansed our heart. Uh, and I don't know if we always appreciate how much that really has changed us, uh, how we would be different except for the fact that we do have the forgiveness of sins in Jesus. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. You know, it's nothing in us. It's not our, 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 hard to believe, but it's also not, yeah, who we are, where we're from that makes us special in God's eyes or that we deserve his favor. It's not that we're from Nazareth or a Jew. It's not that we're from uh, St. Louis or a Lutheran. Uh, no, no, that's not it. It's, it's, it's grace. And it's, it's about the Messiah who has come for us uh, to proclaim that good news. And, and Matt, see, now you've touched on it, though, because if that's how we're thinking, then it is because we're from St. Louis or because we're Lutheran or whatever then we are doing the same thing they're doing, aren't we? Then we've yep. actually excluded a whole bunch of people. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the, the other thing I think to reflect on, you know, for, for us in the church or even for those outside of the church, right? You know, are there things, other things that Jesus has said in the scriptures that would make us mad? Other things oh, yeah. that, that, that would make people want to throw Jesus off a cliff even today. And I think there's plenty of, uh, some cliff throwing off worthy things that Jesus said. Um, and, and just a few examples that came to my mind, John, you know, uh, Jesus is saying, love your enemies. You know, that's radical. Yep. That's countercultural. Uh, take up your cross and follow me. Who wants to do that? <laughs> you know, that's that, that you know, uh, anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has committed adultery in his heart. Uh, that that's convicting. Uh, we, we don't like to hear those words sometimes. You know, Jesus affirmation that, that hell is a real place. It's a place where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth and this separation. Um, those are those are tough words. Um, it, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me, Matthew 25. Um, again, those are words that we don't like to hear, uh, but yet words, words that are true, words that are spoken by Jesus. Uh, the, the exclusivity of, of Jesus, right? And the way to heaven, you know, John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Um, Jesus, when we think about marriage, you know, Jesus, when he talks about marriage, he quotes Genesis chapter 2, when he talks about how it's when a, a, a man leaves his father and mother's house and is united to his wife, and the two become one flesh. Um, you know, <laughs> that man might anger us that Jesus defines marriage between that one man and one woman. Um, so all these things that Jesus has said, um, even today, I think, would cause people to want to throw Jesus off a cliff. Um, but again, um, you know, it's, I, I, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, the people of Nazareth, I think, in each one of us. Um, but again, it's not about, we don't need a savior uh, who disagrees with my view on politics or my view on marriage or my view on whatever issue it is. But we're called to conform our hearts, to conform our minds to that of Christ. Uh, we're called to believe what God says, believe what Jesus says, because he is God. Uh, and we're not. <laughs> so, um, boy, you know, we don't want to just look for a Savior who only says what we believe. No, we want to believe what our Savior says, uh, unlike the people in, in Nazareth. Yeah, you know, Matt, I'm going to date myself here. Because we we probably have some older listeners too, 
who remember back the days of, of Walther League. Uh, that was the youth group back when I was a young man. And, and I can remember there was a songwriter by the name of John Yavelsocker, who I think is still alive and well. Uh, and he wrote a song that just tickled me as a, as a young man. Uh, that's the thing I hate about Jesus. <laughs> that was the name of the song. <laughs> provocative title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but but of course it was filled with verses that said just the things that you were talking yeah, about, particularly yeah. that that thing about loving the enemy. Because here's the problem when Jesus says love your enemy. See, the problem is is that you know Jesus does, and that's what really aggravates me. <laughs> You know, yeah. I understand he has to tell me to love my enemy, but what really aggravates me is that I know he does love my enemy, and I'm thinking you shouldn't love him. <laughs> yep, you yep. should want to send him to hell, just like I want yeah. to. See? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 We want a savior who says what we believe. Yeah. And and, and you know, here's the other thing too. I, I think that the really hard of it for me now personally. Because uh, you're right, there's a little bit of, of Nazarene in all of us, um, is the fact that 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 it, he wants to do it all. You know, I, I've been at this for 40 years. You think by now I'd learn it, but there's still this Nazarene within me that thinks, no, I, I got to do part of this at least. I want to get some credit, right? I was a pastor for 40 years after all. Don't I get some credit yeah, for that? Yeah. Uh, and And this realization that what Jesus says, that is really offensive is that nope, nope, he's the one that proclaims the good news. He's the one that releases the captives. He's the one, you know, who proclaims the year of the Lord's favor. If I got to do that, I was only doing it in his behalf. Uh, it isn't going to give me any credit because I'm not the one who made all of those things possible. No, only Jesus made that possible. Exactly. And to, yeah, just to wrap up, John, um, the maybe this is the most important part of the whole thing in some ways. So it, Jesus, then they're ready to push him off a cliff. Jesus, though, what happens, passes through their midst and he goes away, goes away to safety. You know, and maybe this, maybe this was miraculous that Jesus was able to somehow walk through this crowd and just go away. Um, it, but, the, the you know, Jesus knows it's not his time to die. It's not his time to die. Uh, but like you alluded to earlier, John, there's going to be another angry crowd, isn't there? <laughs> there's going to be yeah. another crowd that doesn't like what Jesus has to say. There's going to be another crowd that demands Jesus' death. Um, and that crowd isn't going to seek to push Jesus off a cliff. They're going to seek to nail him to the cross. And the, the, the important part is Jesus is not going to walk through that crowd to safety. Uh, even though he had most power, he most certainly had the power to do so. He could have. But this time he knows that his time has come to die. And so Jesus willingly, lovingly will die on the cross. And from the cross, we hear more words from Jesus, words of forgiveness even. Father, forgive them. Talk about words that would be difficult for us to believe. And yet that's what he says, Father, forgive. Um, so, I mean, I, I think, you know, the encouragement to our listeners and to me too is, you know, that we don't settle for a Savior who only says what we believe, uh, but instead you know, rejoice and believe what our Savior says. You know, my, my pastor, uh, 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 Bittner, Lyle Bittner, he, he said the same thing. In fact, he, he pointed out, so at this hill, you know, he walks away. But then again, like you said, there, there's another hill where yeah. he will not. Yeah. Uh, and, and isn't that remarkable? He's going to do that for these people in Nazareth. He's dying for them, yep. these very people that rejected him. Uh, he prays for their forgiveness, as you said. 
uh, and he dies so that they can be forgiven and, and rises again too. Uh, any last comment, Matt? I think this has been fun. Uh, we didn't need the, the, the bright scholars. You and I did all right. Oh, we did okay. <laughs> uh, well, we had the word of Jesus, right? And that's, that's right. How can you go the wrong? Jesus right. and the spirit. Yeah. God's uh, word I'm is sorry. here. So uh, final thought, Matt? No, I just like your insight, John. He, he dies on that cross, you know, even for the people of Nazareth and even for whoever, whoever is listening right now, uh, that death was for them too. And this has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics.